And we're gonna start uh, go through the WrestleMania 33 match list real 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 quick here. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, Austin versus versus Neville. Neville. Okay, and guys, we're gonna spoil the shit out of WrestleMania here. So maybe fast forward the next 10 minutes or 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 so. If you have not watched WrestleMania, pause this podcast. Go on the WWE Network. Watch WrestleMania. Yes, watch the. Come back. Yeah. And then proceed to listen. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Yep. Go. Yeah. Go watch the eight hours of <laughs> wrestling. Oh my gosh, it was so long. But you oh, know what? I was. I'm, I might be in the minority. Looking at yep. Facebook, I, I probably am. But I was. I was one of the few people that really enjoyed that card from start I, to finish. I did. Oh. Um, starting with with uh, Austin Aries and uh, Neville. I, um, I thought it was a great way to start the show. Uh, a lot of people, again, like, you know, just, just picking on some of the negative comments I saw. Yeah. Um, people were a little mad that the, that they started the show, that they were on the pre-show, and that title matches shouldn't be on the pre-show. But I... look, 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 look at the card, okay? Yeah. Look, look at the matches that weren't title matches, and you tell me which ones go on the pre-show. Were, were you were you going to put Seth Rollins and Triple H on the pre-show? No. Were you going to put Roman Reigns and Undertaker the, on the pre-show? The only one I would have moved was the SmackDown women's women's match. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Which one, originally supposed to be on the pre-show. Yeah. And which, I mean, we'll 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 get we'll get to that match, but like. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it wasn't the best match on the card for sure, but yeah, no, like I would have been okay with that one on on the uh, on the pre-show. Yeah. But um, you know what, Neville Neville and um, and Austin Aries, it was the perfect spot for them because the pre-show they had they had the time to go the distance. Because um, what the the pre-show started at five, um, so they yeah. had two hours to fill up that pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the first ones out, so they were actually given. Well, I think they went for like what fifteen. They had, they had a, yeah. They I, I think wrong, it, but no, I, I think the time was like eighteen minutes. I saw or something. Yeah, and, but and they was, went. They yeah. went for, it. and it was it was a great match, you know. And and, and here's the thing too: if it would have gotten thrown on the the main show, you know it would have. You know it would have been under ten minutes. Oh, it would have been five. Pressed for time. Yep. That's where you have. That's where you have all of the big. You know, you have the big money matches, and you have all of the personal, the big feuds yeah, on be- the show. Because um, it was a perfect spot. They got to show off the cruiserweight division. That's the other thing. The, the The new cruiserweight division is fantastic. It's it's never been this good. And I mean, there there were great cruiserweights back in the day, but like it's been since two thousand four since the last time they had a cruiserweight match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And there were a lot of years where they didn't even have the division. I mean, the the, the last cruiserweight champion was hornswoggle for fuck's sakes yeah uh, you know so not they, not not taking taking away from hornswoggle he's oh, no, he's he, he's a fun he's a fun guy yeah know, but, but still uh, it, was, it was just a weird way to kind of kill off the division yeah uh, but you know it, it's never been better and yeah no they 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 put uh, wrestlemania in the right um direction they they you know they they delivered and they started off the show right. Yeah, and personally, I look forward to watching Duel Five Live more than <laughs> more than than NXT right now. What fair? Yeah, that just that that just me. I love the fast pace, the awesome matches that are just fun fun to watch. I wish they would they would put Duel Five Live before SmackDown so the crowd's not kind of worn out. That way, not so late, right? Right. Um. One and the other thing too with NXT is. One, 
a lot of the big guys have moved up to the main roster. Yeah. And two, um, you know, we just we just passed Mania. So you're going to see a lot of guys moving up. I mean, why? We're, we're in the spoiler section right now, so oh, yeah. I'm okay to talk about Raw tonight, right? Oh, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, yeah, like we, we saw the Revival come up tonight, who are one of the best tag teams, not just in NXT, but in Period. the WWE. Like, they deserve to be on the main roster. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was awesome seeing them, um, you know, and like Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, um, they're up there. Um, you know, and we still got SmackDown tomorrow. So you know what? They're they already said they're going to be you know moving some guys around between the two brands, um, and you know there's probably going to be a couple more NXT guys that come up to SmackDown. Come on, not, not Nakamura's coming up to SmackDown tomorrow. You it know it. I know it. <laughs> He's not needed on Raw. He he needs to be on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and 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 there's some guys, there's some big guys on SmackDown that need to come over to Raw. Yeah, uh, one of them is AJ Styles. He's had every match possible on SmackDown. He's fought all the big guys. Yep. Uh, there's not much left for him on SmackDown. So you bring Styles over to Raw, you replace him with Shinsuke. Like yeah. it, it just makes sense. Yep. So, and then uh, WrestleMania next year, put AJ Styles versus Nakamura because when they I did it in that. New Japan. I would love to see that re- rematch. Oh my God, that's that's actually the match that I, I started watching New New Jap, Jap, Japan again because yeah. I used to I. I used to watch the uh, Japanese wrestling for the crazy death match. No, no. What was that one? Jun Kasai versus Masada. No rope. No oh ring. No. Jun Kasai is one guy, and I know it would be expensive, but Jun Kasai is one guy that I would love to see in a future death proof tournament. Oh yeah. That that's you know you 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 have a checklist. You have a bucket list. That is a guy I want to see death proof. Oh yeah. One. Um, oh, no. Well, tell Chad I'll throw in twenty twenty. 20, 20 bucks. Hey, man. All, all I got. 20 yen. 20 yen. 20 yen. Oh, and back to Death Proof. One guy that I really want to see on, on Death Proof and not mm. do his regular gimmick, I want to see Officer Cabana. Yes. I'm just saying this as a fan. <laughs> that is the that is my only request that I ever want to see. And if you guys keep it a secret and I don't make that show, I will stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I will freak out, and and then I know Chad's reaction. Well, he, well, he should have been there, Justin. I'm like, come on, he could have left. Gave, just tell me, hey, Justin, come to this show, okay? Now, now, who would you put him against? What would who would I I put Officer Cabana against? Yeah, we'll do some, we'll do some fantasy booking. Okay. Here. If, if honestly, you forehead, who would you book Officer Cabana against? I would put Officer Cabana against Matt Cash. Matt Cash. And here's the, my reason why. Matt Cash has been in Death Proof for a long time. And yeah. I think Matt Cash would do fantastic in that match. Now that he's back to the White Trash Circus, to yeah. that he's he's not the rich guy who we all hate 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 anymore. <laughs> we can we can go back we can go back to loving Matt De- Matt De- Cash. So I would love to see Matt Cash versus quote Cabana. Ah, uh, sorry, off, that, that, officer. That would be a really Cabana. interesting styles clash, and and you know what, like yeah. Besides, besides being, besides you know knowing Matt for a long time, yeah. uh, Matt Matt is very underrated as a worker. Yeah, that's uh, why I. He, he's why been I say wrestling it. for almost fifteen years, I think. Yep. And uh, you know he can go. He can he can wrestle. He can get dirty. He can get hardcore. Uh, he can also get douchey when he when he wins the lottery. But yep. uh, you know. <laughs> 
he he stopped paying me to film his promos, so he can film his own promos now. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, but you know, I mean, you know, I love him, but uh, you know, this Sunday, you know. Now I'm 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 going to flip the tables on you. Who would you like to see Colt Cabana against or Officer? Well, Cabana against at a a death proof show. Danny Orlando. Oh my God! <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even have to pause on that. Danny Orlando. 100%. That that would be a great match. Well, I mean, you 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 had Danny Orlando and Joey Ryan at last year's Lucha Proof. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I I know th- I know this card is already booked, but uh, you know, if we if we get a, a Lucha Proof three next year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, there there's my there's my match. Oh yeah, no because that's um, what I'd want to see. I think Cabana would be great, great in death, death proof. I I just seen him on at the London show in the in the Smash. Great guy, fantastic with the fans. Like, oh yeah, I've seen, I've met many guys. He actually, I said, hey, I do a podcast because of he's one of my 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 inspirations for doing it. Um, basically, the nerdist Chris Hardwick kept saying, do something, go make something. Uh, yeah. Kev- Kevin Smith kept saying the same thing. Coco Cabana took a little, little bit of a different turn on it. Hey, if I can do it, anybody can. So, and, and that was kind of the push I, I got doing this. That's so, awesome, man. And hey, I... Yeah, both, both of those guys, I, I would say I'm a fan of. Cabana has a great podcast. Yep. Uh, Chris Hardwick, love his stuff. I, I have one of his books. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the earnest way, actually. Um, yeah. No. So, yeah, no. Do, do what you're passionate about, man. And it's... If that's that's what it is, like I mean, I thank you for having me on this. This is this is awesome. This is my first time, so uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you you were there when I was a death proof virgin, so oh, yes. I'm here for you when you're a, a podcast version. There we go. <laughs> exactly. But, but WrestleMania, we're getting sidetracked. Here. Oh yeah. Okay. Ambrose versus Corbin. And Ambrose retains. A lot of people crapped, crapped, crapped on this match, but I liked it. I, you know what, you know, it, it, it wasn't what it was. You know, like yeah. it, it wasn't a bad match. No, nope. um, I'm a big, I'm a big Ambrose fan. I've been a fan of his since the Indies, um, back in CZW, like Moxley, yeah. Don Mox, man. Yep, he, he's always been a favorite of mine. Um, but you know, it, it. it Again, that, that's the thing. This WrestleMania told a story. It, it, it was everything, and, and it sounds cliche and, and, and cheesy, but it was the ultimate thrill route. Uh, every every match on this card told a story, and it made sense, and, and it, it was no different when, with this match. Um, you know, yeah. Corbin, Corbin is a big guy. He's, he's someone that the WWE really likes. They're, they're pushing him. Uh, he had control most of the match. Um, Ambrose came back. He, that's the thing, you know. They call him the lunatic fringe for a reason. Um, you know, he came back. He's unpredictable. He retained. Um, do I do I think that Baron Corbin will be the Intercontinental Champion eventually? Yes, I think Baron will be the guy to take that title off of Ambrose. Um, but you know, you're you're going to make him work for it. He oh, yeah. he he dictated most of the match at Mania. He had a good showing. They made him look strong. Um, yeah, they, and, uh, they did. You know, but he came up short. He underestimated Ambrose. Um, so, you know, uh, SmackDown has uh, extreme rules. So that could be where Corbin uh, wins it that. Um, hopefully it's not a fucking forklift match. That would be stupid. But, yes, yes, it, uh, it would be, but... 
yeah, that that's that's where I think Corbin will finally win the title. But again, it told its story. It was it was a good match as well. Yeah. All right. Um, um, the Andre the match on the uh, on the pre-show though, um, probably one of the few matches that I disagreed with. Um, I mean, it's a battle royal, so I mean, battle royals are battle royals, but. I did not see Mojo Rowley winning that match at all. Yeah, even when it was down to the four final four guys, I thought it would be yeah. Kill, Killian Dane over Mojo Mojo Rowley. How they yeah. did did the same thing with uh, Corbin there. Hey, NXT guy, giving him a push. He's a big guy. He can work. He looks. He he has a he has a unique look. But. Well, and, and that's the thing. Look at last year. Baron Corbin was still on NXT, and he randomly came out of nowhere and won that. So, like, Killian Dane could have been, uh, you know, a choice. And, and and I think my reasoning why I was a little disappointed, and, you know, that's, that's my own fault for letting it get to me, but I think I was disappointed that um, Braun Strowman got eliminated so quickly in that match. Yeah. Um, because, because he... Yeah. I mean, like, let's be honest. He was the odds-on favorite. Everyone assumed he was going to win. Um, but I, th- I think that would have been a perfect setup for um, Braun and Sami Zayn to be the final two. Yep. And somehow uh, Sami wins. Um, that's that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they, you know, Braun and Big Show went out, like, super early. Um, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn just kind of got tossed out. He was, I think, he was part of the final four, but he just got yeah, he got he right? got tossed by uh, Killian Dane. Yeah, yeah, and just like I, it was just it was just weird to me. Like I, I got to the point where I'm like, cool, okay, so Killian Dane's gonna win. They're gonna do the same thing as last year and put over an NXT guy, yep. uh, and he got eliminated. And I got to the point like, you know what? I dislike Mojo so much. I would be okay with Jinder Mahal winning this battle royal. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Um, and, yeah. and I get it. You know, they, they, they put him over. You know, he had, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski there. Um, you know, and that was supposed to be the big moment moment of that match. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That, that That's just me being picky. For, but that's the only was picky about that. For so, a little you know, while there, I thought Ziggler was actually going to win it. I, I would have been happy with that too. No, because you've seen him come back in the ring three or four times, and then he just gets like like checked off the off the apron. I'm like, oh, there goes Ziggler's WrestleMania. Yeah, yep. <sighs> and, and that that's another guy that's kind of been thrown into obscurity, unfortunately, in the WWE. Someone who has so much potential, um, someone who's been compared to Shawn Michaels more times than not in, in his career, um, yeah. and you know. They're just not really doing much with him, um, but uh, you know, I mean, he's he's a he's a company guy. He you know he'll do whatever they want. But uh, yeah, yeah it just you know, it's, you know, you, you know, as a fan, because that's the thing. Like you know, being in the business is one thing, but you're you're in the business because you're you are ultimately a fan first. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, j- just seeing you know the guys that you like and just you know, you know that they deserve better and they don't get it. Yeah, I get everyone has a part, but uh, you know, Mojo freaking Raleigh did not deserve to win win the win that no. battle royal. And and, and yes. I think the I think the part that bothered me more about that was the comment that Booker T made after the match about him 
winning and finally getting rid of the dead weight of Zack Ryder. And I'm like, you mother. I'm like, Zack Ryder was the guy who held, who basically held his hand through NXT, held his hand through WWE so far. He got yeah. hurt. They didn't know what to do with him because Ryder's hurt. So, yeah, yeah he's a big football 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 player so they're going to make him win the battle royal the and it's not just a battle royal it's the andre the giant memorial so it should be a big guy big guy winning it like cesaro won it because of his super strength well big, that's just it it's, yeah. it's either gonna be a big guy it's or it's going to be a strong guy you know and that, that just makes sense and i mean you know what yeah they they can have the you know you know the underdog win it one year or whatever but just I don't know, Mojo was just random. It was way out of left field. Like, I, you know, yep. like, I thought Sammy Callahan, wow, not Sammy Callahan. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking Death Proof. Uh, Sammy Zayn, I don't know. I just, I was so set on that being, being, you know, what was going to happen, but, uh, or Braun Strowman, one of the two. But, you know, <laughs> and then that, that's the thing, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people complain about, you know, the WWE being very predictable, and I did not predict that. So, oh. you know, at the end of the day, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't happy with the result, but I didn't see it coming. So. Yeah, and um, we're, both of us have been, God, um, my first WrestleMania I was really invested to was WrestleMania 3. So both of us, yeah. between the both of us, we've been watching wrestling for 50 years. Gee. Just uh, think, wow, I feel old. Okay. Um, anyway, on to AJ versus Shane O'Mac. I'm I'm not calling him Shane Shane McMahon because I don't want to. Um, <laughs> that that by far was the most surprising match for yeah. me on that card. I was not expecting that to be a wrestling match. I assumed that you know AJ was going to school him for a lot of you know the match. Um, somehow there was going to be a ref bump, which which there was. Oh yeah. Um, much later after I was already blown away um, you know and then it was going to turn into a street fight and again they you know they got a little dirty but yeah no Shane surprised me um, my, my my friend thought it was going to be a write off right off the bat because mm-hmm. uh, he was assuming they were going to add like a last minute stipulation to it and they didn't it was a straight up wrestling match they you know there was DQ was on like you know there yeah. were rules and Shane, Shane surprised a lot of people. Probably, um, he he's you know he held his ground with AJ. Um, did AJ make him look good? Obviously. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, there he's was a, a, a he's a AJ. Of, you know, Shane Shane held his own. He did very well. Yeah, he wrestled, and as a fan, I got to see the coast to coast. I don't care if that's his last match. Because yeah. if with Shane McMahon, you never know, right? Yeah. He, but I, I think it will be his last match. But again, never say never. But if it was, yeah. it was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it, it it was. Okay. Now, anything else to say say about that one? No, I I think phenomenal sums it up pretty good. Yeah. It was very very surprising. Now Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the U.S. U.S. title. Is it the U.S. title or the American title? I always forget. Uh, the U.S. title. U.S. title? Okay. Yeah, for the U.S. US title. I don't think this was actually a title match. I think it was more of a grudge or a grudge match. 
it was it was it was a grudge match that just had the stipulation of a title being on the line. Oh, yeah. um, Kevin Owens obviously didn't care about being United States champion. He just wanted to take it from Jericho. Yeah, um, was more of a spiteful grudge thing. Yeah. Um, again, another another great storytelling match. Um, yeah. You know the the weeks leading into Mania, um, they did really well. Um, that was the only parts of Raw I made sure I I watched every single time. Yeah, because... I mean, and, and again, proud proud to say that they're both Canadian and they they tore it up at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, good good match overall. The the hype you know had me excited to see that one go down. Um, Jericho, you know he he he's not young anymore either, but you know he can still go with the, the best of them. Yep. Uh, they had a good match back and forth. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was one of those who kind of assumed, uh, KO was going to win, but, uh, weirder things have happened. Fandango beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania, so. Yep, that, that one I did not see happening, and I yeah. was, I was actually pissed off when it happened. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But... Well, and that, that was the other thing, too, like, again, with Chris Jericho, he's always, you know, you never know with Mania. Like I, I think everyone assumed AJ Styles was going to beat him um, last year. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, he he kind of he kind of took the uh, the upset victory there and pulled it off. So yeah. Uh, and next one, Bailey, Charlotte, Shasha Banks, Nia Jax. This one. Uh, Sorry, hey, I'll I'll go yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> Um, this uh, one, I really liked how the three of them teamed up on Nia Jax. That that was kind of the part I didn't like, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it it, it it makes sense because you know Nia is supposed to be you know the big dominant um, you know monster of the women's division. Um, I mean, she kind of I think she debuted around the same time as Braun Strowman on the. Uh, on the Raw roster. Yes, you did. Um, and well, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. they both got uh, drafted to Raw um, when they did the when they did the draft. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it was it was just kind of it was interesting at first because you you have Braun Strowman, uh, who's the monster, you know, uh, male, and then you had Nia Jax, who was the monster female. Um, it it kind of got a little boring at, because. Um, at first, they just kind of kept uh, feeding Braun and Nia like enhancement talent, yep. and they were putting them in like you know matches with actual signed uh, superstars. But um, I mean, I get it. You have to build up their their characters that they're you know these monsters. So you're not just you're not just gonna have um, you know established stars um, you know just taking squash you know losses to the two of them right you have to build that up but uh you know i i you know i didn't really think much of nia Jax at first um but she's she started to grow on me and i'm like no like they they should you know they should keep pushing her as a monster in this division and you know it just kind of bugs me like um you said earlier i you were at survivor series in toronto um and so was i and um, it just it bothered me that you know they they kind of showed her off for a couple minutes, and then uh, they made her tap out to Becky. Yeah, I'm like that. That's a weird like the entire team 
uh, the entire SmackDown team should have all ganged up on her and, you know, had to work together to eliminate her. Yeah. Um, I feel making her tap out, like, out of nowhere just kind of um, hurt her a little bit. Yeah. And, the... and uh, uh, same thing, WrestleMania. She, you know, they, I will say they made her look more dominant um, last night uh, than they did at Survivor Series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then again, all three of them just teamed up on her and... And it was know, the uh, the pile pin, which yeah. you, you don't um, see in WWE it, very often. I, I think, you know, now knowing what happened, um, Sasha and Bailey weren't the final two, uh, which I thought was going to happen. Um, I think that Nia should have maybe eliminated Sasha first. Yeah. And then Bailey and Charlotte, because that, that was kind of like ending up the their feud, because I, I, I think it's obvious that they're going to do Bailey versus Sasha soon. I think they're going to turn Sasha heel. Oh. Um, but... Um, I was yeah. actually expecting a dub, a double turn in that in that match, uh, flipping Charlotte to the face, turning uh, turning Sasha heel. See, I, I I don't I don't think I don't think Charlotte's ready to turn uh, face yet. I, th- yeah. I think there's I think they're still gonna work work her as a heel. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, she I she'll probably be a face eventually. I mean, Flair flip flopped all the time. Oh yeah, uh, her father, but. Um, yeah, I just, I think, I think there's enough faces in the division that she, she can work with them, um, to, you know, kind of, kind of help them out. But yeah, no, um, yeah, Nia should have eliminated Sasha and then Bailey and Charlotte, the, you know, the unbelievable duo, you know, they, you know, put their differences aside for, you know, one time only and they team up to eliminate Nia um, don't make her tab, but like double pin, and then you you still have Charlotte and Bailey as the final two, and then Bailey finally gets that definitive win over Charlotte at, at WrestleMania. So it finally you know gives Bailey that concrete victory that she deserves to be uh, the women's champion. Yeah. Um, overall, uh, though, great match. Um, I did like it. Um, I think the triple threat lap here. Uh, with Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha was a bit better. Um, it's just, you know, a, a better put-together match. But, um, no, the the, the, the four-way uh, women's match was definitely the better women's match uh, of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Now to one of my 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 favorite matches of the of the of the night because of this surprise. Uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, the club whatever you want to call them, Samus. That's one thing I dislike about tag teams now. They don't really have names, eh? There's Samus and Cesaro, Enzo and Big Cass, and then the Hardy Boys came back. I, I, and that was one of those weird things, um, because, like, no, no, not that I didn't love it. I, I loved it. I Everyone jumped out of, uh, like, off the couch when they came yeah. out. Uh, we watched it at my place last night. And, uh, but yeah, we all, we all marked out, uh, when the Hardy Boys music hit, but it, it was one of those, um, like I said, I don't really like go on like the dirt sheets, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I like to be surprised, you know, you know, I'm, I'm in the business, so I already know so much, but I'm still a fan at heart. So if I could be surprised by something, I, I, I like that. So I know that there was that possibility of the Hardy Boys showing up, but like yeah, all I, the rumors that everyone was talking about, and it's like 
Exactly, you know, but it's like they they literally just wrestled the night before. Um, yeah. In Ring of Honor, uh, it was Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah super Supercard Eleven. Yeah, yeah, Young Bucks. I heard it was a yeah. great match. I I still need to watch that show too. Um, yeah, same. I I but, just saw a couple couple highlights on it. Yeah, but yeah, the, like the fact that yeah they they did surprise us. They were there. They had two ladder matches in the span of twenty four hours. Um, awesome moment. Um, yeah, it, it was it at the end of it. Like after after you know the the shock wore off, and I and I thought about it. Um, I was kind of torn about how I felt because I mean obviously it's awesome having the Hardys back, yeah. but I just feel like all of those guys kind of like worked their asses off to make it to mm-hmm. Mania, and yeah. I felt like. I don't know, for me, I, I thought that, like, Enzo and Cats were finally going to win the title because they had been chasing them for a while. Oh, yeah. And then the Hardy Boys show up out of nowhere and kind of steal that moment from them in, like, mm-hmm. a matter of 10 minutes. I was like, uh, I'm happy they're back, but, like, you know, what does that mean I, for the other guys? I think it should have been Enzo and Cass win, but the yeah. Hardy Boys still still come in. And oh, yeah. then have like, have still, have the have the Hardy Boys change. You still make them look dominant, oh, yeah. but the day yeah you have Enzo and Cass. But it, but you know what? It just means that when when Enzo and Cass do finally win the titles, you know it, it it means so much more. Like they literally chase these things for like you know almost because a year. They've uh, never they've never won the uh, the NXT titles too, right? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm not one hundred percent sure. No, no. Uh, so I, don't take for it, but I don't remember them having the titles. Yeah, um, it's um, I'm I'm pretty sure they never won. Um, if anybody knows knows, just send 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 me a message. I'm too 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 lazy to for the to for the check. Send a message and call me a stupid idiot if <laughs> I'm wrong. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, but all, all in all. Fun match. It was awesome having the Hardys back. I'm uh, regardless of the outcome. I'm glad they're back, but I was hoping they would do the full. I know there's legal troubles and this and that, but I was hoping they just would have done screw it, do the whole broken neck gimmick. Right, well, and 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 that's the thing. Like, I don't know the exact legalities of this whole like lawsuit, cease and desist stuff. Yeah, but. I think if they're not blatantly calling them the Broken Hardys, they can get away with it because it's like it's their look, it's their style. If yeah. Matt to do his, um, you know, his accent and do all the that stuff, which he's still doing, he's still doing the delete and he's still doing the laugh. Just don't call them broken, you know. Like and, yeah. and Jeff Hardy can still do the creepy face paint. Um, I was actually a little sad that he didn't do the face paint because even even before he left the WWE, oh, he did some wild stuff. Yeah, he, he yeah. was doing the paint. He was doing the face paint in TNA before they did the broken stuff. So like you know that would have been cool. But yeah, they just I think there's ways around it. But I, I think the WWE just want to avoid any like negative yeah. repercussions. Not that TNA can really do much to. Uh, no. To the WWE, but, but you know, they just, also uh, <laughs> they they walked out and the crowd was going delete delete delete. And, it was awesome, man. And Matt just looking there, smiling, going, "I I I, I can't do it, guys." <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. That's the thing. He he, he has did, yeah. The delete. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, because... when, when when they when they won the match and they got up on the turnbuckles, he he, he did it, and yeah, the crowd went crazy. So. Oh, I must have. Well, <laughs> yeah. I must have uh, must have uh, missed it. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he he did it tonight too. Um, they they had a rematch against the club, uh, and they retained. But uh, yeah, I, I think they're 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 loosely letting them do it. They're they're not gonna blatantly call them out and uh, you know call yeah. them the broken hardy boys but uh what did, they, um... they've, they've even done stuff like on the uh um on the uh they, they did a backstage interview after wrestlemania last night and uh matt hardy uh you know he he started off talking kind of normal and then he started like easing in the accent and then he's <laughs> like we deleted the club uh, luke gallows and uh Carl Anderson's title reign, and then he did the laugh. So it's like they're still getting away with it. You just you know, there's ways around it, right? Oh yeah, he just as long as he doesn't say broken, they'll be they'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, next match: Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. Um, it was okay. That match was okay. It was you know it was. WWE mixed uh, mixed tag matches are never never really that great. I think. No, um, I mean you know it. It all depends on who you put in there, but like, I've never really been a big fan of Nikki Bella. I've never really been a big fan of Maurice. Uh, yeah. And I mean, they they mostly relied on Cena and Miz um, in there. Um, it was it, it it was weird uh, seeing the the crowd cheer for the Miz, but. Uh, that that again that that was that was the other thing like the build up going to that match like yeah. I wasn't expecting anything fantastic but like I loved the, the vignettes of the Miz and Maurice like mimicking Cena and Nikki I thought that was funny um, because you know as as a fan like I mean I don't really watch the uh, the total Bella's show but like I've I've caught my girlfriend watching it and uh, just like. They do kind of seem like a weird couple, but I mean, you know, they're in front of cameras, so you don't know what they're actually like, right? But, uh, yeah. you know, some of the stuff they were, like, making fun of them for, like, I'm like, huh, like, they're kind of right about that stuff. So, I mean, it was just weird seeing, like, the crowd, like, actually cheering for the Miz. And, yeah, yeah it was a great match, but the whole point of that was they wanted to do the the proposal, right? It was it was about the moment, not the match. So Yeah, but also... Yeah, it, uh, it just going to say it now. Chad did did do it first. He did. He did do it <laughs> very first, but he did it oh, better yeah. than John Cena. So I'll oh, give yeah. him that. Yep. But the Macho Man will always be number one. Oh yeah. It's Macho this, Man um, Elizabeth. You you can't beat the Macho Man, but Chad did it better than John Cena. Oh so yeah. We, we we can say that. Yep. Alright, uh, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. I like the unsanctioned aspect of it going in. They, oh, haven't, yeah. they haven't had an un- unsanctioned match in a long, long time. I there, think... there might have been one in between, but the last one I remember was Michaels and uh, Triple H at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's the last one I was uh, thinking about. Yeah. and uh, it... It, it, it was good. It, it, it made sense with uh, Rollins' injury. Because... Um, mm-hmm. Whether he's legitimately 100% or not, um, you know, like, it, it made sense, you know, again, with their story. Uh, they've been milking 
um, this feud for a long time since like oh yeah. Long. So uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was good. I really liked. Um, I think I think that was probably my favorite of like the entrances of Mania. Um, first of all, Triple H's bike looked pretty cool. It did. Um, with with Steph on the on on the on the back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think my girlfriend will ever hear this podcast, but if he does, I'm sorry, I love you. Um, Stephanie McMahon is a babe, uh, <laughs> and and she she's like a fine wine. She's only gotten more beautiful with age. Um, yep. Yeah, she 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 was looking pretty smoking on that bike. <laughs> oh yeah. And being inside, so I'm happy. I'm happy they didn't get rid of her um, during the match. But uh, yeah, no, they had a cool entrance. Um, one of my buddies at first was confused why they had all the the police bikes there. I'm like, it's because they're the authority. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, not his best entrance, but yeah, he looked cool in the biker jacket. Oh, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins coming out with the torch and then putting it down on the ground and like the whole ramp became like flames. And I'm like, that's cool because he's burning the kingdom down. Oh yeah. They're, they're you know, like yeah, it, it, it was cool. Every every match had like its own theme to it, and just they really focused on storytelling uh, yeah. for for this. Um, the match was maybe a little too long, but again, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really bored. It was just it was a it was such a long event. Um, oh yeah, but uh, but you know what? It's like when you look at the rest of the card, what was left, um, that was kind of the match that I guess you would have given that extra little time because that was that was definitely like as much as Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho's feud was personal, uh Seth Rollins and Triple H definitely had the most personal feud oh, and yeah. the most animosity like building into that. Um but it would have been nice maybe if they gave a little bit more time like if they cut like maybe five minutes of that match and gave uh Bray and Orton another five. Yeah, I think I mean, that would have balanced it a little more. But again, whatever. Like it, it was still a good match. Um, I like the. Um, I mean, that was that was the predictable outcome. But you know, like Seth oh, yeah. was gonna win. Like that. That was it. You know, you, I. You I honestly you thought it would be. Uh, that was the situation. If if Seth lost, he was done. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought um, Samoa Joe was going to going to come out at some some point there. Yeah. That was the one thing I thought it was missing. Um, I think Samoa Joe should have come out. And, yeah. I mean, it was cool for tonight um, with what happened. Did, you didn't watch Raw yet, did you? No, no. Just just, just say it. I will, it'll, it'll blow up my phone in the morning. I are, know. Are you sure? Yeah, come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, well you, you know a certain someone who was injured. Who showed up on a, a uh, on a house show? Oh yeah, Balor's 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 coming back. I thought it would have been cool if yeah Samoa Joe came out at Mania, started messing with Seth, and then boom, Finn Balor's music comes on and uh, stops Joe. Um, that yeah. didn't happen, but um, would have been cool. But whatever, they still have they still have all of you know this year to bring Finn back and uh, you know do cool stuff so oh, yeah. and yeah. also would have got both those guys on the on the uh, card yeah I, I was kind of surprised that Joe didn't show up at all on Wrestlemania the fact that he's here now like yeah it um, was 
it's one of those things I'm just, I don't know why they wouldn't have used him. He was there for the weekend. He was in, in Orlando. Yeah. I, even I even if they threw him in the, in the Battle Royal, like, Samoa, Samoa Joe could have won the Andre Battle Royal. That would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. Mojo Raleigh was not, not my pick, but, all right, uh, moving on. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. This was a pretty weird match. It was, and from everything that I've seen on uh, on Facebook and and social media, um, I'm sorry, I have to I have to disagree with uh, most people. Um, it, it 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 was it was the sleeper match of the show, but it wasn't a bad match. Oh no, uh, it was slower paced. Um, but that's the thing, like Bray and Orton don't have to have a fast paced, you know, balls to the wall match. Like their characters are very, are very psychological. So like, again, yeah, there were some weird effects and there was that weird snake following Orton to the ring. Um, (laughs) and then, you know, with, with Bray doing like all the, like the bugs and stuff, um, the first, the first time was kind of cool. It was weird, but, like, it was cool. Because, um, like, Bray Wyatt's kind of, like, modern-day, like, Papa Shango, right? Like, he's doing yeah. all this crazy, like, voodoo stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. he's got, like, the power of Sister Abigail in him. Um, and, and the first time they did it in the match, the crowd, like, actually kind of popped a little bit. They didn't boo it or, you know, or anything. It was weird, but, like, it's Bray Wyatt. He's a weird guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, like I thought the match was very underrated. Oh, you know, I had a couple of friends on Facebook saying, "Oh, like I was expecting so much more." But you know, they they both... they, they did go at it. They did go back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, but yeah, like I said, there, it, it was more of a psychological, like getting in each other's heads kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was happy with the outcome. I thought I I I don't think Orton needed to win that match. No. Uh, but. Uh, you know, it's you, you. You look at a lot of guys in in the history books of, of WWE, right? A lot of guys who never won the WWE Championship, and mm-hmm. it <laughs> didn't it didn't hurt their career. You know, you you look like guys. Um, look at guys like Roddy Piper. Uh, you know, Mister Perfect, Razor Ramon, Ravishing um, Rick Rude. Rick Rude, guys who never won the the big title, but. Again, when when you look back in hindsight, did they deserve it? Yes. Did they need it? Not really. They they had a great career, yeah. and it would have been cool to see them win it, but didn't hurt them. So, right. I, uh, Bray Wyatt to me is one of those guys that um, I would have liked to see him win the title like a couple years ago when he was being pushed as more you know more relevant when he was like the the face of fear when like you know he was actually being pushed as a legitimate threat. Yeah. Uh, but he had the match with... Uh, a little bit. He got injured. Um, and now they finally started pushing him back. But he's another guy in my mind. If he never won the WWE title, I don't think it would have hurt his career. Because to me, like he's he's one of those like really unique guys on the roster right now. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his. Um, yeah, same. But I, 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 just, I just don't think Orton had to be the guy to win the title from him. Like, there's so many other guys on the roster that would have made more sense, but... I don't know. I, I like the match. I, I, I like I like Bray Wyatt. 
They mm. both they both work at a slow methodical pace, and then yeah. explosive explosive op, 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 offense, right? Exactly. Because you know, they, they they come in bursts. You know, it's yeah. like boom, and then they'll slow the pace down again. Yeah. And, and I think I think that's where people like kind of forgot about that because like oh this match is slow this match is boring. One, I think people were just tired at that point. Yeah. It was a show. Um, and two, I think people just kind of forgot that you know that's their style. They're methodical. They you know psychological. But then when they have to, they'll burst out and they'll give you freaking, you know, crazy action and they go they go fast paced. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't. I think I think we're talking. I think if that match would have this is just me me playing Booker. If that match would have been earlier on the card, if that would have been AJ versus Shane, like after after that one before KO and Jerry Echo, I think it would have went over a lot a lot better. Oh yeah, I, I think I think it was just at that point people were tired, yeah. and and you notice a lot of people are saying Pitbull ruined WrestleMania because everything after that people were just crapping on. But honestly, yep. I think people were getting cranky. It was past their bedtimes, and uh, they were just shitting on the rest of the show because they could, and people like to bitch about stuff. Oh yeah, as uh, what what did uh, who put it on their Facebook feed? Um, prediction for tomorrow: people bitch about wrestle wrestle. Wrestle Mania. That, that was Chad. That was Chad. Yep. It was sorry. People were doing it last night. People were doing it today. Yep. Um, it, it's just one of those things. I, I posted that on uh, someone's on someone's post earlier to. Um, you know, if 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 you don't like it, if you don't like the product, then don't watch it. Like I, I I get it. It's WrestleMania, and like every you know every wrestling fan feels like they have to tune in because it's WrestleMania. But like, if you're not a fan of the WWE product, if you don't like what they you know are putting out, which I mean, most people know what to expect with WWE, so you know if yeah. you're gonna be into it or not. But because... you know, some people will tune in because they think, oh, maybe they'll surprise me this year. But they still crap on everything. It was like some people are hard to please, and if you don't cater to exactly what they want, then you know it just it's it. Twenty seventeen. It's the you know it's the era of um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Everyone's opinionated, and everyone everyone feels like they deserve something. Everyone you know, and In it, it's the, the same entitlement thing era. Like if you cater to what I want, and I'm I'm quoting my friend. He said this, but. Yeah, if you, if you don't give them what they want, they're just going to complain because they feel entitled to it. And it's like, don't watch it. There, there's so This weekend alone, there was so much great wrestling. You had Ring of oh, Honor, yeah. you had Evolve, um, you know, uh, you had NXT TakeOver. Because um, uh, NXT goes, is uh, it, it, it's, it's, its, own, it's its own brand. It's, you know, yeah. they're doing awesome stuff on NXT. So it's like, find, find your flavor. Wrestling's like ice cream. Yeah. There's so many different flavors. There's yeah, so many even, different promotions, um, and there's so yeah. many genres of wrestling. Yeah, shine. But suits you, and you know, watch it and shut up and stop, you know, ruining things for other people. Yeah. Because you know, at the end of the day, no one cares if you're bitching about it on social media. You just <laughs> look dumb. Like, I yeah. don't know. I, I'm I'm getting a little sour. Uh, but uh, 
Now I'm getting cranky. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah, I like the match. I, because I, I just, oh my, I just looked at the at the at the at the time. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, we're we're still ahead of Jesse Amato. Jesse Amato's podcast is three hours, so actually I, three. I, I think we're three gonna be and three. I, I don't think we're half. gonna be as long. Oh no. No, I'll break this up. I'll break it up into two uh, two uh, two uh, parts. Yeah, fair enough. Oh yeah. Um Goldberg versus Lesnar. It was exactly what it needed to be. Oh yeah. I I loved seeing Lesnar leapfrog Goldberg. That was awesome. Oh. And, and and you know what? It, it, it it's it's you know, it's surprising that, you know, they can have a, a four minute match. And it tells a better story than when they had a 20-minute match 13 years ago at WrestleMania 20. Oh, yeah. Um, now, granted, like, their match at 20 was kind of tainted because it was both their last match on contract. They didn't have to give a shit because there were no repercussions. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why it was the snooze fest that it was. They just stared at each other for five minutes. They pushed each other around for another, you know, five minutes. And then they finally started doing stuff, and you know, Austin saved that match because he gave both of them a stunner. But you know, like it was just it was boring, and they didn't. But it's because they didn't care. And like I, yeah. I've heard in interviews that Goldberg felt bad for that because he was he was bitter at the WWE because he wasn't happy with you know what yeah. he was doing, and you know he and felt bad for you know giving them a, a poor match. Um, and Brock yeah. is just Brock. He you know. He's a beast. He, he's a beast. He doesn't care. He's there's, like, you got a problem? You know, do something better, right? Yeah, but, there's no other way to they, they, describe him. They, they had a four-minute match, and it told a great story. It told the story of what they needed. You know, they're two giant beasts and monsters, and they, you know, they didn't need to have a technical match. People who thought that Brock and Goldberg were going to have a technical, like, 10, 15, 20-minute match, like, No. Like they're 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 two raging bulls. They're like you know they're gonna let out all their steam and then yeah. you know they're they're done right. You're, they you're, they went balls to the wall. And I've said that a lot this podcast, uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you know they they went all out and you know again it Brock finally outsmarted Goldberg and just was relentless. Kept giving him suplex cities and gave him the F five and that was that like. Everyone, everyone knew Goldberg was going to lose that oh, mania. Yeah. Uh, you know, just how they set up the story. But yeah, no, it, it was exactly what it needed to be. Um, you know, it didn't need to be any longer. It was, it was perfect for their storyline. And I, I was a fan of what they did when they brought him back from Survivor Series to now. Because I don't think we'll be seeing Goldberg again in an active role. He's fifty. Uh, the, ne- the next time you see him, will probably be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm just wondering if they're going to put Undertaker and Goldberg in, in the same uh, year. Yeah, that, that, that'll that be interesting. Hmm. Um, just because there, there's always that one top guy who, like, gets inducted and, like, yep. everyone, like, they're good, but, like, there's just always that one guy. Yep. And, I mean, obviously Undertaker is, like, the guy compared to, like, Goldberg, but like Goldberg's still a big star that I think he could like be like the head of the class whenever he gets inducted. Oh, yeah. 
So I think I think you'll I think you'll see Taker inducted next year, yeah. and then maybe the year after that. Goldberg, I don't know, but they're both going to be in there eventually. Oh yeah, no, and just about another <laughs> another idea that just popped popped into my head. Now, uh, myself, that match, I really enjoyed it. For what it was, I like that Lesnar is the first person ever to kick out of a jackhammer. Yeah. That was cool. Just knowing knowing, knowing Goldberg's past and knowing about Lesnar's past, it was just, I think it was the perfect match for those two to have now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one. With the SmackDown Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella, and Becky Lynch. They, first thing I'm going to say, they all came in wearing very interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, they all kind of distinguished themselves because, um, you know, there are so many of them in there. But, yeah, no, they all had their own style there. Yeah, I kind of knew Naomi was going to win because she was the last one out and had like the biggest en- en- entrance off the bat. I'm like, okay, she's go- get she's getting the belt back. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, she she only really lost the title because she got hurt there, right? So yeah. it it made sense that they were gonna throw the bone back to her because she didn't really get her fair shot. Um, and I think if she didn't get injured, she probably would have gone into Mania as the champ. Yep. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It it was it was okay. Um, it wasn't anything special. The, like I said earlier, the Raw women's match was a lot better. Um, but for what it's worth, like they all they all got their shine. Um, even James Ellsworth got in there and yeah, he got his butt whooped too. So he had uh, a that guy had a WrestleMania moment. That's amazing. Yeah. It just yeah. James James Ellsworth had a WrestleMania moment and Samoa Joe didn't. Yeah. Let's let's put that into perspective. <laughs> Jeez, that's just crazy. Yeah, um, it was okay. It was um, you know, it was kind of that like quick little filler match. It was like, okay, yeah. we're getting the Taker and Roman. Go get like a beer or you know, take a piss now because you know this is. Well, I mean, you know, it, that was such a big thing, and I know we'll get into a second, but uh, you know, I think yeah. a lot of people assumed that that was going to be it for yeah. for Taker. So, yeah, yeah, but. I, Go I, now and then come back and get ready. Yeah, I think that match, if they would have put it on the the pre-show, would have been so much better. They, oh, yeah. If they would have, say, moved the Austin Aries and Neville match to the first hour of the pre-show, because the first hour, they were just sitting there talking. My kids okay. my kids were going, this is boring. When are they going to show <laughs> matches? I'm like, I, I don't know, guys. Um. But I can listen to uh, panels all, all all day. I think if they would have moved that one to the pre-show, would have been so much better. Yeah. It seemed very rushed and very. Well, because they they yeah. they were pressing for time, right? Like Mania didn't end till midnight, so. Yep. Like they, it's like cool. Go in, everybody, hit your stuff, and then yeah, get out of there. Yep. Um, and then what I would say, match of the night. It wasn't the, wasn't the spec. Um, people are going on about it, but I absolutely love this match, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. All, all I can say is that was that was an emotional roller coaster, man. It was. Uh, I 
I, I think I think uh, I think you said it. I can't remember if it was something we we're talking about tonight or if it was something we we're talking about beforehand. But uh, yeah, it was before I I I hit the record. I actually had yeah. when I was watching it. My all my kids went were in bed by then. My wife was in bed. I was just watching it by myself. Yeah. So this is the first WrestleMania. I didn't have friends over or anything. Anything. So I've never watched a WrestleMania like this, but just by myself for the first time. But yeah. um, I got really, really emotional during during this match. Oh yeah, like I mean, um, like we were talking about before, like that. That's that's a guy that I I've been watching and like you know I've been a fan of for for twenty seven years. Yeah, I my, my my entire life, like he he started. I was one when he debuted in the WWE. So yeah, you know, like, um, I he yeah, I meant I mentioned earlier Shawn Michaels was a was a big uh, factor of me loving wrestling. But like the Undertaker is by far like my all time favorite. Like he, oh man, um, so like I obviously knew this day was coming. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, um, but as much as I don't want to admit it, it makes sense. It does. Uh, a lot of, like, I don't know, and that's the thing, like, there's always a bunch of, like, wrestling rumors online, and, like, one that I happened to see was, um, apparently Vince McMahon, like, turned down Taker's um, request of fighting Cena this year. Yeah. Which I'm sure not. I don't know if Taker wanted to fight Cena this year. But like to me, I think that match would have made more sense in one way because it's the one big match that Taker never had at WrestleMania was against Cena. Yeah. And I think that match would have happened to happen but, years ago for it to for it to be relevant and for it to yeah. matter. Because John, he has uh, he has wrestled Cena before. They've, oh, they've, they've had course. one-on-one matches before. And they've but had... Pay- on the greatest stage of them all, like, right. yeah, like, that... A lot of people assume that match would have happened years ago, right? Yeah. But at this point, I just... I don't I don't think it was really necessary, because for John Cena to be the guy to retire The Undertaker, one, John Cena doesn't need that, you know, legacy. Yeah. Like, he's already built, you know, his, like, me over, you know, these past years um but a guy like roman reigns whether you like him or not you know he is someone that they're going to build into the next big star and he's a young guy who who still has a lot to learn um he's he's not perfect but uh you know what like he is gonna be you know a big guy for for the wwe for years to come and um you know the fact that taker Passed the torch off to him. Yeah, like uh, that's well, like what was Taker? Uh, I, Taker, I Taker screaming. Watch it tomorrow. But yeah. um, Roman opened the show, and the crowd was relentless. Like he, the, every time he brought the mic up to his mouth, they kept booing him. They 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 were calling Roman an asshole. Um, they were telling him to go away. Like I was laughing. I um watching that opening segment and literally all, all he said when they finally let him talk was it's my yard now he dropped the mic and left and the booze he got like 
that is what they needed to do with a guy like Roman is, you know, you give him that big money match yep. against a player, and now he's instantly... I mean, it only makes sense now to make him a heel. Um, you know, it's, I mean, they're already booing him anyway, so he might as well break it. But yeah. if he literally said one thing, mic drop, leaves. Yeah. And I was like, that was perfect. Yeah. It, 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 it made me slightly like him more because I'll, I'll admit I love the shield. I thought the shield was one of the best factions like we've seen in years. Yeah. Um, I liked all three of their dynamics. Uh, Roman was always the, the silent but violent muscle. He didn't say much, but when he did, it was short and sweet and he let his fists do the talking. I liked Roman back then, just like I used to, I, I liked Cena when he first started. Cause you know, he, it, it was different. He did the raps and like, you know, he was a heel and he cheated and he had the, you know, he used the chain with the padlock on, you know, like he, he was, he was different. And then they, you know, they made him the face of the company and they made him super mainstream and they only let him do five moves. And so, you know, so it's like, yeah, like I, I get it. A lot of people don't like John Cena, but like, yeah. you know, he didn't always. He wasn't always like that. He can work. He just yeah. In the past uh, two years, he's been having some of his best matches. I'm. I'm actually. Oh yeah. I look forward to seeing John Cena matches now. Besides this year, like we all knew. Oh yeah. This right off, but like yeah, his match with Rusev, his match with Bray Wyatt, like uh, AJ kind of, AJ, AJ Styles. Yeah, he's still a top star, but he's you know he's taken a you know a seat from the main event. especially at Mania, and, like, you know, he's helping establish, like, you know, up-and-coming stars. I mean, granted, he won both of those matches, but he made them both look good in those matches. You know, like, Mustafa and Bray both, you know, gave him a run for his money in those matches, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's the same thing with Roman. Like, they tried to change something that was working. He was, you know... He didn't say much. When he did, it meant something. And, you know, and he backed it up. And then they tried to make him funny. They tried to feed him lame jokes. Like, you, you could tell when they started writing material for him. And just, it wasn't working. And that's why people start, you know, that that's the thing. People don't like things being force-fed on them. You know, pe- right. people like Roman before they were, you know, telling you you have to like Roman. And and that's the that's the problem, right? Like... People are going to like who they, you know, they're going to like. People are going to boo who they don't like. But as soon as they tell you no, you, you're going to like him, you just don't know it yet. Then they're instantly going to be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to just boo him, you know, because I can. Because I know that this isn't what you want. You want us to like him? We're going to purposely, you know, ruin that for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and last night was the perfect way to embrace that for Roman. Uh, you know, he, you know, the, 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 the torch was passed. Yep. And all, all he had to do tonight, he, he didn't even say a word. They were already booing him. They were calling him an asshole. They were, yeah, like, it was hilarious. And then just boom, it's my yard now and leaves. Like, that, that was perfect booking for him moving forward. Like, just embrace it and, you know, go from there. But, uh, yeah. It, it, it was getting back to the match, though. Yeah, it was emotional because I I knew 
I, as much as I wanted Taker to win, I knew he wasn't going to. I knew that this was, you know, his last match, which, uh, you know, very emotional. Because, you know, he, he's been my favorite. But he gave us 27 years. Yep. Um, it's longer than, you know, well, not the longest. I think Ric Flair was was wrestling longer before he retired at 24. But, yeah, uh, you and, know, and then there's also guys, guys like uh, Terry, 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 Terry Funk. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, hey, I mean, well, I mean, if we're just talking specifically WWE, though, um, no, he's been he's been the guy because Rick Rick Flair wrestled with longer than Taker, but like he was he was in NWA, he was in WCW. Rick Flair hasn't actually been like in the WWE that long. Same with Terry Funk, right? So right. like, the Taker gave us twenty seven years. He was the company guy. He never left. He stayed through everything. And, you know, the fact that he gave us, you know, so much. Like, you... you and, and, and here's the thing. Um, he set the bar very high when when he had his matches with Shawn Michaels and even the next two at Triple H. Like, yeah, it's hard, it, it was hard to top those, you know, those four WrestleMania matches with him. Um, his match with CM Punk was pretty good, too. Um, the match with Wyatt was was decent, but I th- I think I remember hearing Wyatt like um like had a minor injury going into that match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it was okay. You know, take her. You know, working through it. Um, I mean, you, the year he fought Brock, you could tell he was in rough shape. He, yeah. He, he looked he looked very old. I seen um, I seen that match in a Cineplex Odeon. Um, yeah. My buddies wanted to go, so I was in a crowd of about I'd say hundred hundred yeah hundred people. Yeah. And just it was a loud crowd all night when Undertaker got pinned, pin drop. Yeah. Not a word. Absolute silence. It's just like Yeah. What the hell just happened? Yeah, and like on honestly, like there's a part of me that thinks that should have like that should have been the Undertaker's last match. Yep. But um, I mean, you know what? Like, it is what it is. But you know, it, you know, yeah, he gave us 27 years, and you know, you can't ask for much more. No. He, and... he the amount of surgeries he's gotten over the years, you know, the the shape that his body's in, and he did it mm-hmm. all for us. Yeah. Like he he did it you know, he did it for the fans right so yep. you know um, I, I I posted about it today um, you know like just you know like rest easy like he he's earned it he he's earned his retirement man oh yeah it oh. just um, but it was yeah he was I, always when he left all of his gear in the middle of the ring yeah um, that's when when the tear came came down the down the cheek I knew. Yeah. I knew that I, was that. I, I was fighting him off. I'm like, nope, yeah. you're gonna stay in my eyes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was feeling it, man. Yeah, that was that was a that was a big that yeah. was a big moment. And I, I think the only reason I I let the tear go, I was by myself. It wasn't if uh, if I had had friends over, would have been like when he left his gear in the middle of the ring, and then this morning, when they were doing the teardown. And nobody touched the gear. Yeah. It was 
when I saw those pictures the next morning. Yeah. How nobody wanted to be that guy to take the under gear, Undertaker's gear out. They were taking the ropes down and the gear was still in the, in the ring. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's how much respect to that, you know. Yeah. He's over the years, you know, not just for like, you know, the character he plays, but like for, you know, the uh, the the person that he is, right? Like, mm-hmm. so he'll definitely be missed, but he served his time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? And there's always the WWE net net network to go back and uh, watch, right? Oh, exactly. Because and I saw his debut match um, in a bar in Welland, Ontario. Because at in the '80s, it was okay to bring your children to bars. Um, uh, my dad would, my dad gave me, me and my brother a roll, roll of quarters. Okay. You play the Pac-Man and you watch the wrestling. Okay. There you go. Yep. And we played Pac-Man and we got onion rings and we watched, watched the, watched wrestling. That's like, I saw the Undertaker debut. I saw... WrestleMania six that way. I saw WrestleMania three three that way. I seen a lot of the big shows at that time, yeah. in in a bar, watching it on a giant projection screen, with yeah. with a bunch of other other people. Whereas for me, I like I I had to rewatch that you know. Oh yeah. Years like my my dad used to buy like the the pay per views when they came out on. VHS and he used to tape like you know uh, the live shows like Saturday Night and Raw VHS's so like I eventually got around to seeing those when I was a little older but yeah like I I didn't get to see his debut but from when I saw him like the first time I saw him um I guess would have been uh I guess would have been Wrestlemania 9 uh what I was talking about before yep uh the the day I you know I I I fell in love with Shawn Michaels. The day I fell in love with Taker, and I think I probably saw him you know on tapes maybe before that. But like that was the moment I'm like, this guy's so cool. And oh, yeah. like it was it was probably his worst WrestleMania match ever. But you know that's that wasn't really his fault. Giant Gonzalez was he could not, barely move. Not the best, not the best guy. You know, and hearing be, hearing the podcasts and uh, things about him, he could barely move his feet. He had like terrible diabetes. He shouldn't have been wrestling. No, no, definitely not. Um, but you know what? Like, yeah, the, the the my my favorite quote about uh, about the Undertaker uh, was at that show, and uh, it was when when uh, Randy Savage was on the commentary, and uh, he was like the best. The, the, the you know the the most surprising thing about the Undertaker is how a man who who surrounds himself in all darkness sheds so much light all over the world. Oh yeah, and it's so true. Like he you know like you can't deny that the Undertaker like has that you know special part in you know in all of our like any any wrestling fan like you can't deny that there's just something about his career his legacy that hasn't you know touched you in a positive way yeah and it's crazy because like you know he's like this dead scary you know zombie like guy who you know like wants to put everyone in the ground with a tombstone right like but yeah you know 
that's you know that's who he was. Yeah, it was um, it was a fantastic send off. Definitely. And if you've re- read or know a little bit about the the Undertaker, you know that he's an old school guy, and yeah. he he would want his that ma- last match looking up at the lights. Oh yeah. Like, yeah and, and and you 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 look at those old school guys like The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and they all went out the right way. They yeah. all went out looking at those bright lights. They all, you know, had their send off. I mean, we'll we'll forget that Ric Flair went and worked for TNA for a brief period of time. That never happened. <laughs> TNA? But, what's Oh no, yeah. I I've I I only know Impact now. <laughs> no, fair. yeah, there, there, there's no TNA wrestling. It's it's just Impact wrestling. Oh yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Which I think uh, on a separate topic, I think bringing Bruce Pritchard back is a brilliant i brilliant idea for those guys. But, yeah, I could. I I mean, I'll be honest. I I, I kind of stopped watching the product a long time ago. Um, oh yeah, same. But uh, you know what, like. They had some cool guys come in to try and, you know, rejuvenate themselves. Didn't know what they were really doing with them, but, you know, they had some cool guys show up. Yep. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, end of an era. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the, the end, end end of the podcast. I think we went we went over over everything here. Good note to uh, to end off on, man. Oh yeah, and um, I just want to say thanks for coming on and uh, uh, doing this. Next time, I gotta know when I got a death proof guy in. Uh, drink some coffee first. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. It's been a blast. Oh so, yeah, uh, yeah, no. And Josh, anything you uh, want to want to uh, want to plug? Facebook, anything? Definitely gonna plug Lucha Proof. Oh yeah! This April 9th, be there. Uh, if you can't, you can always purchase it on www.deathprooffightclub.com, digitally or on DVD. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, uh, I, I gotta start getting the 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 di- the di- digital shows, man. I got way too many DVDs. And, you know, I get to that point. I, I have I have a giant. Um, like ten foot bookshelf filled with Blu-rays and D and DVDs. I've got like three shelves just dedicated to my wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. Got like half a shelf of Death Proof stuff. <laughs> I have I have so much stuff. But uh, yeah, no. If if you are into the digital medias, definitely yeah. Death Proof is now digital. Um, to Jesse Amato, um, I. I beat your time. My podcast was shorter than yours, so you suck. <laughs> um, I am. I am so so leaving leaving leave, leaving that in. Oh, you <laughs> don't edit that out. I uh, and uh, yeah, I guess um, white trash circus. I will see you Sunday. Love both of you, but um, you know. I'm not going to go down easy. I'm going to give you a fight. And, you know, I don't think you guys would want it any other way. So let's have fun in there. And, uh, Warhead, hope you're ready. It's going to be fun. All right. And thanks.
Oh, dude, do that again. Thanks. Bye, guys. Glorious. No, I won't